Hey, you're listening to Randy Villarba's podcast, collection of random rants on a random podcast recorded by a random person in a random location, just like all the other thousands of random podcasts that are all being started right now because we all need connection. We're all in quarantine, social distancing all across the globe. I'm a writer, a stand-up comic, state-licensed cannabis dealer, <laughs> avid snowboarder, overall hooligan. Well, that was before. This is now. And definitely have plans for after. Uh, so you're going to be listening to a nice collection of rants, conversations between myself and other friends and people I know in quarantine. Shit's real. Hope you guys are out there being safe, taking care of your loved ones. And we're all going to make it to the other side of this. Right? Yeah, right. Enjoy. Cheers. hey You're listening to Episode 8, The Ocho, of Before, Now, and After with Randy Villarba. Oh, man. So stoked for this next episode. I'm reaching out to the other side of the globe, going all the way out to New Zealand, catching up with an old childhood friend, Kevin Esty. This goes back all the way to the Terra Santa, <laughs> San Diego suburb days. Uh, decades, actually, since the last time I caught up with him. I think it was actually post-high school, back in the 90s. Dude, back in elementary school, like, we used to, what, well, geek out on The Simpsons when it first kicked off, uh, run the gambit of all the different films and shorts we used to make back uh, with his parents' video production equipment and all the video production stuff that we did triggered his career and and loved to actually make films so this man actually has worked for uh weta digital out in new zealand i mean honestly if you've watched it he's probably worked on it everything from the avengers to the hobbit films fucking even game of thrones uh really excited to catch up with him also to find out what's going on out in new zealand uh please enjoy episode eight of before now and after with my good friend, Mr. Kevin Esty. Hey, Kevin. Yo. What's can going you on, brother? Yeah, I can hear you fine, dude. How are you doing? Yeah, good, man. Um, holy cow, it's been so long. Yeah, I know it's been forever. I've, I've honestly been trying to think how long it's been and high school dude really like i mean it's like i mean as far as in person like like i think that might have been the last time like i saw you like face to face yeah um i'm trying because well you know we almost reconnected it just hit me uh, a few days ago we almost reconnected at um this little get together i put together at uh stone or was it at stone Um, yeah yeah over over the new year yeah yeah, I remember seeing the invite. Uh, yeah, when you guys were out in Cali. Yeah, um, but I guess it has been. It's like, so what? We talking? We can count decades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mul- mul- multiple decades, dude. Uh, um, kind of reminds me of uh, when I was talking to Sarah uh, a couple of podcasts ago. Sarah Skull. Like, yeah, I mean, I hadn't seen her since high school. Like, we were going back to senior year in high school. So the last time that we saw each other, I think, dude, Kevin, uh, like, honestly, I think the last time, like, you and I had, a, like, a proper catch-up, it might have been over, like, a MySpace back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> or Friendster. 
Oh, friend, yeah, either Friendster or MySpace. MySpace. I, I know definitely not Facebook. I mean, like, you know, life takes over and whatnot. But I think that because I remember the last time I, I talked to you, you had, you had just like uh, uh, just started working like uh, special effects with the film, just got down to New Zealand. And uh, t- you're telling me about the leap of, of, uh, of, of what you did to all of a sudden, yeah, uh, that, that walk of life with you starting to work in special effects and film from New York. I think that was like the last time I, I caught up with you. Yeah, man. That, well, to think that it's been that long. I mean, when I, when I actually start telling people how long I've been in New Zealand, it, it sh- even shocks me. Um, because I came out for a temporary contract in 2006. Yeah, what, year, what year was that? 06? 2000. Yeah, it was like, it was just before or after, just before my birthday in 2006, which is October. Um, and I just remember it because I think I celebrated without any anybody that I knew very well. But um, yeah, it was a one-year contract because I kind of wanted to scratch that itch of, um, you know, working in film. And if there was one area I wanted to work in, because I was working in commercials and, and video games, um, and if there's one film I wanted to work on, it was the as of yet to be announced Hobbit film that I just suspected would happen. So I set myself up at the company that made the Lord of the Rings films um, and was lucky enough to get a gig on. It was a Halo movie, actually. They were going to make a Halo movie back back then. But by the time I yeah, by the time I got here, it had been canned. So I ended up working on this thing called Water Horse, which is that's how I got my feet wet. Um uh-huh. And then uh, there were murmurs about this little project called Avatar that was starting to build up. Um, And they're like, it's going to be a long one. It'll be like two or three years of production. I was like, and when I heard it was James Cameron, I'm like, hang on. I may be in New Zealand a little bit longer. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. So like um, you're like a visual effects animation, right? Yeah, yeah. So um I work in film visual effects um, or visual effects in general, but mostly film. And of all the, I think a lot of people, when they hear that sort of stuff, they think, well, that's all animation, right? But there's so many different, obviously, you know this, but um, there's so many departments within it. And the specific area I work in is called animation, which is literally, it's the movement and acting uh, of characters and creatures and things and that sort of stuff. So anything that moves, generally speaking, that's what I've I've made it move. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. So like you worked on Hobbit. Like can help it. Uh, uh, do some digging. Hopped on your IMDb. I mean, fuck, you worked on that. Like the Avengers. I saw Game of Thrones and fucking even award an award for that Jack Ryan project. Fuck. Oh man. crap! Like, I haven't even looked at my IMDb page in well like seven years. <laughs> impressive. Impressive. Just yeah, like I, I knew you'd been working on a lot, a lot of films, and then, yeah, just taking a look at them all stacked up there, dude. Fucking yeah, tip the hat. Fuck yeah. Oh, thanks. I'm actually going there right now just to see what's on there because, like, it used to be that we would have to sometimes update it ourselves if they didn't actually. Oh yeah, so this isn't this isn't really updated as far as they've got Game of Thrones on there, which is interesting. But you notice I see there's a big gap from 2014 to to now and that's when i stopped adding stuff because i just kind of lost interest in doing that i don't know because I, I felt i guess i felt secure in the job i had and um but if i were to go through that it, the list would probably be three times as long because it used to be that we'd work on yeah we used to be that we work we'd work on like one big film a year maybe you'd get in two but the industry has changed so much that now we um we 
you'll work on just a myriad of films throughout the year and you're lucky to get on be on something for longer than maybe three months or so so i've been you know all the the last three avengers films i worked on um the the one that i had a lot of fun on last year was that jumanji sequel um uh I'm working on something for Netflix right now. It's, it's always hard to know whether I can even talk about what I'm currently working on. It's just yeah, what I've yeah, yeah, previously yeah, worked on. Put you any, yeah, any legal mumbo jumbo. I mean, hmm. you know, to, to my 19 listeners, you know, I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, 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 um, no, no, dude. It's no, it's impressive to see like your the body of work you've collected. You know, you know, since you you moved on to that stage of your career and fuck, man. Like yeah, like I said, it's been decades since you and I caught up and now home for you has basically been new zealand for um, yeah uh, yeah a good chunk of you know our our lives dude that's i know uh, uh, um it's the like, longest i've ever lived somewhere i think other than where you know montego drive and <laughs> yeah it's, good old ts ter- yeah terra santa days and san diego and shit oh man so you're you're out in uh wellington new zealand like where whereabouts is that on the islands or 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 whatever it is yeah <laughs> so <laughs> new zealand is made up of two islands it's not australia just for those who yeah. often get that confused um uh, no, they're, they're, yeah there's a vast vast difference between the two and i'll i'll get into that after i probably have a little bit more of this drink but go on yeah <laughs> by the way what are you drinking uh, uh i'm drinking uh jameson and coke oh good on you i'm uh i'm doing the health i'm doing the healthy low carb beer but they don't skip on the alcohol so that's all that matters oh, um nice. it's nice. a uh, I, i've sampled quite a few of the i don't always do healthy beer it's sort of during the week but um the stella legere it's their low carb version it's probably the best tasting mm-hmm. low carb beer out there it actually kind of packs a decent bit of flavor nice um like and it's made by stella yeah yeah so because stella generally tends to be quite quite a punch in in the face of tartness not in the good hoppy way and so it's i think when you dial that down with a a lighter version of it it actually becomes quite quite tasty um no i can see that i can see that definitely being refreshing i mean stella's like my go-to if i'm at the bar and and they don't have guinness i'm like all right uh i guess i'll go with or, or like a microbrew i'd like i'm like i guess i'll go with the stella it's like the go-to beer at a concert venue. i learned from a, a friend <laughs> from the uk that Stella's basically seen as the beer that makes you fight because it just has so much alcohol in it it's like higher than your average lager that's that's fair yeah. that's fair uh, yeah yeah no the drink of choice when when i was working with uh, flow the snowboard company it seems like yeah we were always drinking stellas and yeah we were an unruly bunch yeah I, yeah yeah dude I, that checks out <laughs> sorry so uh before i got distracted by drinks what was the the question uh i got distracted distracted by drinks. yeah well but you'll you'll love to know and i'll hold this up by the way i'm video videoing this in case um anyone wants to see it but the um the koozie that I've got my beer in, you'll appreciate it. It's a Duff beer koozie. Uh, uh don't. <laughs> don't. Simpsons. Okay, uh, okay. L- little, yeah, little side note rant, which I think will probably serve you and I, man. Like, this rewinds to, like, yeah, when we met in elementary school, yeah. uh, Miss Olson's class about the Simpsons back back when it, uh, the Simpsons were back on the Tracy Ullman Yeah. And uh, we would actually draw cartoon characters in Simpsons that she'd continue to ha- hang in her elementary school, uh, you know, el- elementary class. For years. Was it you, me and she's- Scott Lyons that were kind of she'd put us in the back room and just let us go to town drawing stuff for the wall? 
Yeah, exactly. We would just draw different cartoon characters, Heathcliff, Garfield. Roadrunner. Um, just, yeah, Roadrunner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Looney Tunes, like Warner Brothers stuff. Uh, Disney stuff. I remember. Um, I remember when yeah. I met you. You had an NKOTB patch on your either backpack oh, or yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like <laughs> it's like all of a sudden when I start exploring like the origins of Randy and Kevin, and it's like then then you I think you got me into the Simpsons, and then we just like were riffing on it. And it was even before Miss Kern's class, whoever that class was, like third grade, I think. But um. Y- y- uh, yeah, yeah, because it, it was basically the the life is hell uh, transfer over to the Simpsons yeah. and the Tracy Ullman. Yeah, show. and so and I've so. still got the and my parents sent it to me like a few years ago. These massive booklets, like three ring binders, full of Simpson drawings. Because I would record those things, pause every frame that looked different, and draw it, and just keep. And I did that for years. Yeah, I still have those somewhere in my parents' attic, like just three ring binders of just, yeah, Simpsons drawings. Do you remember? I remember, like, like uh, drawing cl- our class members as well in Simpsons. Oh yeah, <laughs> we got pre- we got pretty uh, pretty good with the the Simpson style. Like, I could do Bart Simpson, probably not anymore, but um, really, really well just without looking at anything. That was kind of my go to, and. <laughs> Then that got me thinking about, remember all the videos we used to make? Do you remember the Duff Beer vid- commercial? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. We made, dude, do you still have those VHS tapes? Like, we, like, like this is before we even got into video production in, like, middle school and, and, um, and, and high school and stuff. Just, like, all the different videos that, yeah, I mean, like, we used to do Spy vs. Spy. Yeah, it was, like, Kom- Komosabi one or something like that with Scooter. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the like the snake that would bite people's heads off. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god! Like, we even did that. Like, we even did that vanilla like, ice sort of take, like piss take. Yeah. Oh my god. It, it, uh, okay. I think um, I actually have all those. Um, on my dad transcribed them to DVD many years ago. I might, I might dig it up for you. Go on, sorry. Oh my god, dude. Oh, that would be a fucking kick to, to rewatch for sure. It, um, no, no, definitely. Oh, my God. Um, one last thing on The Simpsons I do have to point out. Dude, do you remember it was uh, Comic-Con, the year that The Simpsons were on the cover of, of Comic-Con oh, yeah. in San Diego? So, like, like you and I had been going to Comic-Con so much <laughs> that we would geek out with uh, Matt Grossman so uh, – I mean, not Matt Grossman. Matt, uh, Matt Groening, yeah. So much. Um, that like I remember the year that they were on the cover. You and I, uh, I think it was like you, Dennis, and I were just going through the comics that uh, we had, uh, had gone, and like Matt Groening actually came up to both of us because he remembered yeah. us like by name, and he's like, "Hey, Kevin. Hey, Randy." Like that was like one of those moments that like I always look back to because I'm like, dude, here's a guy for like you know we we've been you know just those two random fanboys from back when the Comic Con was you know still about comics and then you just saw us like in the lobby like i remember we were just like sitting there by the stairwell at the convention yeah. center so that was like always something in the back of my head i'm like wow the guy who created the simpsons still remembers those random conversations with those elementary school kids that were just totally fanboying on it. <laughs> it's pretty surprising too given how many people are fanboying but he he might have seen how obsessed we were yeah exactly at a young age like yeah i have random adults and then <laughs> <laughs> oh man but the, 
Yeah, but and then the, going back to those videos, dude. Uh, like I know somewhere in my parents' garage, I probably have the VHS tape, uh, VHS tape too. But uh, dude, I, I know I'll, I know yeah, I'll see what I can there. find and pass them your way. You'll probably get a good laugh out of it. I'm sure I will too. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then yeah, from elementary school into middle school at De Portola, I, I would definitely have to say uh, both uh, Larry Purdue and Jeffrey Thomas. Very proud. Shout of out. Where you've yeah, seriously. So yeah. I got a shout out to the people that taught us film <laughs> honestly like from the get-go like uh but yeah then doing all the day portola news stuff basically sketch stuff um like early daily shows yeah kind of, kind of well kind we of would do we, we would do the live broadcast wouldn't we yeah yeah it, it was a live broadcast uh with you and my first love andrea but who, who i walked in you. on making out in the editing suite one time <laughs> Uh, good times, good times. Uh, anyway, um, the, um, remember, yeah. remember the thing that sort of this is the thing that um, there was the video yearbook. Remember, we sort of decided to put that together. It was like year seven or something. Um, and then yeah. the thing that sort of made me go, "Oh, I think this is something I want to keep doing." Was um, the nine hundred two and zero thing that we we put together, where oh, where you played God. Dylan McKay. <laughs> Yeah, dude, and, and and you basically played like like uh, um, Jason Priestley and the other dude, ring. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! To see that clip, oh my god! If you, you get a copy of that, that's definitely something that needs to hit digital social yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, well, dude, um, I remember what we were talking about living out in New Zealand, Wellington. Yeah. Um, to, to, to most uh, the, the listeners, which are Americans who barely make it outside where they grew up. Um, Sad but true. Except for like on vacation. What is like, what's it like in New Zealand? What's your town? So, yeah, now I remember what I was saying. Yeah. So there's two islands in New Zealand, uh, North Island and South Island. Makes it easy. Uh, Wellington is the last basically port of call on the bottom of the North Island. It's the capital um, but it's not the biggest city. The biggest city is Auckland, which is the the main port where you fly in and out of or where you would have before the coronavirus hit. <laughs> um, and <laughs> yeah. then the South Island. So the the Lord of the Ringsy kind of natural New Zealand that everyone knows about is the South Island. Basically, that's where all the majestic peaks are and the glaciers and the, um, you know, all the the extreme nature of New Zealand. That's not to say that the North Island doesn't have its fair share of that. It's just, there's a lot more of the population on the North Island and it's a, a little bit more um, developed. And that's what makes it so neat for us is that if you want to escape to remote New Zealand, you just take a, either an hour flight South or a, you know, two and a half hour ferry. Um, and then you're, you're in Lord of the Rings land. Yeah. So, so, so where you live in Wellington, like, uh, what would you equate the, the town to like size wise, like a American? Um, who, I think the, the population of there's sort of like the smaller population of the city itself, which is around, I want to say 160,000. And then Wellington, greater Wellington is in the 300,000 range. So, um, it's, it's hard to compare to any city that we know in America. You know, unless you live in small town America, so it's like San, Di San Diego and probably, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> we often say that New Zealand is somehow stuck about twenty to thirty years in the past. So, in terms of that, it it is, and it 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 makes it pretty awesome in that regard. Um, 
no dude uh, no i mean it's uh it sounds epic like i mean to to, to sit there and, and not not deal with overpopulation and and yeah a climate that's basically uh, you know uh, like is is the climate basically some similar to like uh, california or Southern uh california? it depends on what city you're in wellington has the um the lovely accolade of being the windiest city in the world um it was a few years ago they they did the math on it and they everyone thought cape town south africa was but it's actually here so that can really fuck up a lot of <laughs> good nice days um because you'll get sun and you know a decent amount of warmth but then you'll get 120 kilometer per hour winds yeah oh okay you you've been living down there long enough i have no idea so, I, so something something weird happened to me <laughs> when i moved here because i cannot tell you temperatures or speeds particularly temperatures in wellington in fahrenheit and i also you use that centigrade yeah, sun but geez, i also couldn't man. tell you centigrade in san diego I just know the feeling of what 72 is in San Diego, and I know the feeling of what 20 is here in Wellington, but I don't know if they're about the same or not because, yeah, I haven't bothered. Yeah, yeah no, I no, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, uh, uh, I, when, when I studied abroad in London, I remember you know ha- having to deal with the difference between uh, Celsius and Fahrenheit and uh, or centigrade. Celsius, or I think, whatever. whatever. <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah 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 celsius but then when when coming back i had gotten so used to that like i know the feeling of of uh, of celsius out there and, and uh you know kind of like madonna uh, you know right actor, right who like, came back with, with with this whole whole concept of already had worked the conversion rate in my head <laughs> and I, I know my friends are all pissed off about well you talk about that you're talking in different kinds of degrees and you keep saying cheers which i'm still holding on to now 19 years later i think cheers (laughs) is a universal thing because we say it in the states as well but it's usually only around drinks so you might as well just expand to other areas yeah Yeah, no for me like when i uh, was in london the the hello goodbye thank you um basically the aloha um (laughs) of, of england uh it and then as I started traveling through, uh, throughout Germany and, and some of the other countries, I mean, people were using that as greetings and yeah. goodbyes as well. So I, it was just something that uh, c- coming back to the States, I, I just I just kind of held on to. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's something different. It's unique. And it's, uh, I guess, a little pretentious. But nah, I don't think it's pretentious <laughs> at all. I mean, I guess because I hear it all the time. It's used so widely here. You know, you, you'll just say to someone, you say cheers for that just as a thanks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cheers later. Cheers, mate. And then, yeah, now it's just uh, my email signature for work has been cheers since 2001. It's yeah. just something unique. <laughs> Good on you. And, yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> but so you did you did mention it travel uh, prior to coronavirus um, as a coronavirus hit. Like I, I couldn't help but read that um, the New Zealand put down like a five week mm. hard lockdown um, uh, on on travel, and they, they just released here in the states um, uh, on our news media that uh, you guys are basically declaring it under control, if not fully tracked and possibly eliminated, um, and 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 kind of starting to relinquish controls. So you'd like what well let's start first when did things start to change for you guys out there uh, as far as way of living and and 
how much did it actually change? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it's kind of like, yeah, I was looking through the questions that really good, really great questions, by the way, I appreciate it. it got me thinking a lot about it. So um, we, when we started to get murmurs of it, um, we, we tend to travel as a family, uh, myself, my wife, and my son, who's currently nine, uh, we travel about four times a year. We, we plan these big trips. And the reason it's that way is because the school system here um, has these school holidays that happen every roughly every 11 weeks. They have four terms in school. So there's sort of the December, January one, which is um, that's the end of the year, December. So they actually the school year ends when the calendar year ends. And that's a big, long one. It's about six weeks. And then there's a term lasts for about 10 or 11 weeks. Then there's a two week school holiday. So during those two weeks, we'll go plan like a trip. Then another one that comes around June, July, another two weeks. And then another one comes around in August, September, or no, sorry, September, October. And so it's created these great opportunities, uh, like sort of consistently throughout the year for us to travel. Um, so we had the school holidays coming up here in April. And it just lined up it off that school holiday always lines up with my wife's birthday. Um, and she had a big birthday coming up her 50th. And for years we had been talking about, we wanted this to be like the trip that ends all trips. Funny to say that, um, it wasn't going to end all trips, <laughs> but it was just meant to be like, we want to make it the best version of everything we love about traveling. And so her dream was to go stay in a villa in Tuscany, just the three of us and like live this sort of romantic vision of, you know, spending a week in a Tuscan villa. Um, and so I had been working and curating for years to, to plan this ultimate trip and I even wanted to get one of those really fancy like airline suites that I managed to get with all points. It was on Singapore airline. And so it took us by way of Singapore. We decided to spend a few days there and then go to out to Italy, go to a few places like Bologna, whatever, then Tuscany. And then on the way back, go by way of Hong Kong. Cause when you're traveling that far, it's better to do a stay over rather than just, um, you know, a quick short layover. Cause it's a lot of travel to get all the way back here. Yeah, um, exactly. and, <laughs> then it was about i want to say four weeks out from the trip maybe a little bit more hedgen uh my wife hedgen her she's from korea and her family still lives in korea um they got in touch with her and they were like um and this was just as it was starting to break out in korea and they said to her so this was roughly i'd probably roughly say it was early march late february actually probably late february and it was when the rest of the world the rest of the you know modern world other than asia was like la 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 and um yeah right oh, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. well like half of america still is <laughs> um but yeah. they got the fear of god in her and they said to us first off you guys have no idea how both lucky and naive you currently are in New Zealand because we didn't have any cases. We're like this. What's this? It's just another one of those quote unquote Asian outbreaks that happen every so often. And we never have to deal with. Um, and they said to us, they're like, we are currently holding up in the house, um, particularly her parents who are near their eighties or her dad just turned 80. 
and they said cancel your Italy trip. And had like I was like, come on, give me a break. Like if we need to, we'll bring some masks, whatever. Um, and but Hedgen was convinced, and it took a few days for me after throwing my toys out to be like, are you serious? You're, we're going to cancel this ultimate trip for your 50th birthday. And once I finally accepted it, I decided let's try to push it, push it somewhere where it's going to be okay, which is we push it to September, October this year. So I spent like a week just pulling my hair out, trying to get everything shifted. And fortunately there wasn't too many expenses, but a lot of the reactions I got from places, particularly like accommodation in Italy and things like that was really they're, they're like, yeah. you're being overly cautious, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. you think? And they... Like, like it, yeah. That, no, I mean, yeah, because if you're going like February into March, I mean, I was keeping tabs on Italy because my niece was studying out, out there in Florence. And yeah, they're, 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 it had yeah. to hit that, you know, the point where people had locked down and they were all singing in unison. Exactly. And it, it happened so quickly, right? Because when I was talking to the accommodations, they were like, oh, it's just, there's just a few cases in like another region, Lombardy. Like, what are, what are you so worried about? Yeah. In the north. And Lombardi. then by the time I, I secured moving everything, um, it was probably just a week later and I literally couldn't even contact them anymore because they were just like off the grid. Um, but I had gotten everything switched. So I, I just, uh, I felt bad for anyone else who was trying to shift stuff a few weeks later. Cause I, we got basically, um, we got really lucky having her parents give us advance warning. Um, whereas everyone else was sort of reactionary to once they were starting to see things fall apart. Yeah, no, I honestly felt like I got advance warning, uh, through, through this whole thing i mean with my niece out in italy and then uh, uh my sister marie she's up in seattle so i mean uh, and my brother in jersey i i, I kind of felt like i i had a roadmap to what mm. was about to start happening uh you know out here in vegas or uh you know what, what eventually ended up being rolled yeah. out most places um uh, um uh, like it, it was just you know keeping tabs with my niece to make sure she was safe out there. And then as the outbreak, you know, started to happen out in Washington, my sister, you know, being the doctor uh, in the family uh, with the PhD, like, or, or, or you know, like the smartest <laughs> larva, we call her. Um, she was the one who was just kind of like, you know, telling all of us kind of giving us a heads up of what was going on. And then, uh, yeah, as New York started to hit with my brother out there, it was just kind of like watching them put down all the different social distancing, mass starting to happen um, before it started to work its way out, you know, out here out West and now all over the place. And that, that's one, one thing uh, that as far as timing, having you on the podcast, like I like uh, with New Zealand, just, you know, just announcing that you guys have kind of moved to move to the part where you guys at least have it uh, to a place where you guys have mm. it confidently under control. Um, it, 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 it's a place that I'm, you know, I'll, I know most of us here in the U S are hoping we're, we're, we're moving towards, um, especially with, uh, now, uh, you have, uh, the casinos here talking about, uh, looking to open up here, um, you know, next month in May, I know when casino, um, was talking about, um, increasing their, uh, uh, 
their safety regulations in order to try to keep uh, patrons safe. But but they're starting to take uh, reservations now starting from Memorial Day on mid-May. And uh, 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 I know Gov- Governor Sislak was on uh, uh, TV today at his press conference, finally started talking about uh, relinquishing the, the dispenser uh, dispensaries. Up to this point, dispensaries in Vegas, my industry has uh, been limited to deliveries only um, instead of allowing people to go to the dispensaries. And uh, he's opening them up mm. for curbside, which is great. Um, and. and uh, you know, out in Cali, back where our family's from, they're starting to open up beaches, I see. And I, I can't help but think of like freaking, uh, what is it, uh, Apocalypse Now, where it's just like, it's like, if I tell you this beach is safe to surf, son, this beach is safe to surf. And I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, a little bit of like, you know, the hypochondriac to me is like, okay, so all these people are coming together. Uh, but at the same time, yeah. you know, freedom. <laughs> I would like to hit the beach, especially with that awesome, like, you know, uh, you know, bioluminescent right. waves going. And on. what did I see recently? No, yeah. no. Sorry, I mean, you're, you're totally rant, but... like, because <laughs> I'm always curious, like, how do people feel about what's going on in the states? I mean, I hear what my parents say about it's always like Trump, 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 and it's like it's easy to bash on him. I'm not defending him at all. It's like, but that's the obvious thing. But it's like the general consensus of. Like to put it in perspective in New Zealand um, to touch on like the idea of where we're at, you know, they, they went early and they went hard and we were actually feeling like they, they waited even a week or two too long to put us in lockdown. Cause we saw, we had the benefit of being one of the last countries to sort of get it at least on a scale like this and saw what was happening to every country that waited a little bit longer, even just a week later or, and we're like, let's just do what we know we're going to have to do anyways sooner. Um, and fortunately the government was on board with that. And our, our prime minister, like I've always really appreciated her a lot. Um, but this has just put her at a pinnacle, I think in many people's minds. Um, I'm an American. Her, her name is Jacinda Ardern. <laughs> um, and she's, she's a unique PM for many reasons for New Zealand and for the world is because um, I mean having a female prime minister is not as uncommon these days which is is good to see but she was I think she was 37 when she was elected um, and it yeah but and she lazy. also that, that just make all my <laughs> feel very lazy. It, and um, <laughs> she she's had a lot of significant sort of things happen. Like one was she uh, gave birth to a child whilst in office, which was pretty cool to have someone become a mother also while being the prime minister, she had to take maternity leave. Um, And the way that she handled, like for example, that we had that unfortunate mass shooting just a little over a year ago at the mosque. Um, And the way she handled that compared to how seeing how, representatives and leaders in the u.s handle mass shootings was it just made me so proud like people stood around mosques they left work and holding hands and made circles around mosques to show solidarity as a community um and as a country and which was yeah it was like i i was i was brought to tears with pride over the fact that we could do that but also sad that so many places in the world can't seem to just come together like that um but yeah. uh they yeah like 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 
the the, the come together moment is a, a one thing where it's just yeah looking at the stats of what happened out there um and and just talking to my friends in other countries like uh you you have uh, you have everybody uh you know yeah. pulling together and uh just the, like but juxtaposition here in the u.s you mentioned half the country and i mean like here in the u.s we're having we're yeah. having freedom rallies um and people are getting together at city halls or 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 public parks or, or or beaches and pulling together and that's that's half the country's uh belief on on um what you know their their stance on uh the the lockdown um in, infringes on our rights their belief that uh the virus is mm. is not a virus or not as bad as the flu or um and those people have have their sources as well and and both sides like for me is uh that that's the battle uh, that we have here in the US is you have a government that's uh, that's operating and and laying down uh, you know all the social distancing uh, measures, guidelines. Um, I know uh, I, I was reading out in California. They're going to uh, start. Uh, you know, back in San Diego where we grew up, they're going to start uh, uh, putting uh, making masks mandatory uh, mm. as of the first. And I know Riverside's already been doing that for a while. And um, but on the other side of the coin, I mean, here in Vegas, we're uh, about to open up the casinos with a uh, cool plexi dividers between the uh, <laughs> between the slot machines and and dividers between the po- the poker dealers and, and your seats. And I'm just wondering how a craps yeah. uh, game is going to go when you need to high five the guy for being <laughs> a hot, hot shooter. And if, is he going to hear me as I'm like basically spitting half my Jameson ginger through the glass? Well, it's going to be interesting to see because most um, and I say interesting in a, in a kind way. I, I'm I would be scared shitless if I was in any of those places that was basically jumping the gun um, because it will, we'll see soon enough how quickly things change. Um, it'll probably be two weeks or three weeks. Yeah. We're a living, we're a living yeah. litmus test. We're a living litmus test. Uh, like last week, uh, May, uh, our mayor in Vegas, mayor Goodman was uh, basically putting us up as a control group, open up the casinos, you know, and, and, and on the economy side, I know 80% of the town here is, is out of work. I know a, a lot of my friends are, you know, inter- entertainers, comics, musicians, um, and, or, or in a, one industry or, or another that's hurting and, they want to open up uh, and and get business back, so people could actually mm. put food back on the table. And Vegas looks like one of the places that is, uh, even though Nevada's kind of, I'd have to say, in the state pack, uh, dragging their feet a little bit more than other states. Um, the do the casinos yeah. rule in this town um, and state, and they're going to open up doors next month, and it's going to be interesting to see. Like you said, interesting for lack of a better term. Um, we're mm-hmm. gonna see what's gonna happen when you start uh, allowing uh, people well, to congregate. Um, there's rumors NBA is gonna start playing here um, out at the Fortress, what I call the Fortress for the Knights, but uh, at T-Mobile Arena, they're gonna house the NBA teams and do a tournament um, style. And I don't know if they're gonna put people in the stands, but I know there's enough people in Vegas. So like, fuck yeah, I can yeah. do that with my N95 mask. Like, I mean, I'm I'm no February. Nostradamus, but <laughs> to see what happens to a lot of places that get lax after they've brought it down to almost zero cases um and then it sort of skyrockets as soon as they relax to see what's going to happen in the states when things relax before you've even started to see a decline that's i mean you could kind of tell what's going to happen it's just a matter of what's 
how are yeah. the different governments and whatnot going to react once they see things skyrocketing? Are they going to do the well? Okay, we'll just uh, we'll just let this happen, or are they going to be like, oh shit, we got to go back in quarantine? Yeah, like I, yeah, I know in Vegas they're like, I mean they're they're releasing uh, uh, you know social distancing guidelines. I would assume if they start opening up the casinos and everything, you know, and. Uh, I know with the dispensaries allowing curbside pickup, um, you know, that's going to allow people to start, you know, showing up to a place like the grocery store in lines. Um, and it's like uh, when that starts happening, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to, to definitely see what happens with 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 the numbers. I, I would I'm no Nostradamus, nor do I have a crystal ball. Um, I'd like, uh, I've always taken pride in being an optimist. And I'd like to think that um, hopefully it's, it's not bad, but fuck all of this that we're going through right now is, is definitely uncharted territory for, for all of us. I mean, um, I'm sure none of my listeners were alive during 1919. (laughs) That's Spanish. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all uncharted waters and 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 to me i mean we're we're basically the we're the living living study all, all the cities out out here i mean across the globe uh, that that's what triggered me to do this podcast because i mean i I've, I've only been privy to what's been going on you know here here in nevada and then uh keeping keeping tabs with my family uh, out in washington california and jersey and uh, as as the social distancing and quarantine started happening, you know, checking in on friends, uh, you know, ones that I kept in contact with along yeah. with ones I hadn't talked to in forever. Cause uh, like, you know, especially at a time like this, um, yeah, making sure everybody's good. Um, I'm a stand up comic dude, and I'm pretty sure fucking over 50% of us are <laughs> mentally damaged. And it's kind of like, um, yeah, dude, like, uh, that's one thing I see in the comic community is definitely everybody looking out for each other. Cause especially the comics that, you know comedy was their living their nine to five yeah. the ability to put food on the table and uh it's with all the clubs being closed um uh, and shows being closed and tour dates uh completely canceled until things start reopening up um yeah man people who, who went all in on their dreams um dude there's a i mean not just in comedy i mean whatever business you have oh that, god yeah uh, happen to be put on hold um it's it, it, it it's a, a crazy situation i'm i'm grateful that, that i currently have my job um but i know the industry here in nevada is we're operating at uh what nor- uh, normal nevada reported at 20 percent what uh the industry was prior wow. to covid spreading throughout nevada so, so our in- industry has definitely hit pretty hard um you know and juxta- juxtapose that with california out in california they're reporting like a like i think something like a like a 40 percent growth um because they're still allowing uh, oh, uh... pick up and in-store purchases so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with our uh, uh with our industry here in nevada but man dude it's weird i'm talking mm-hmm. about like uh, by the, the way good on you for getting like, involved um, in that dude, we're just waiting for new zealand to get on that because it's <laughs> they've never really been too hardcore about resisting it um but it's just not legal but there's there's word that there's a law coming uh, down the pipe that that should pass in the next year or so like what are the laws like in uh, australia i don't know like, to uh, be honest um I, I i think they are a bit loose like- in general but it's not legal uh in the same way it is in some of the states uh- 
that, that that's yeah that's a little racist of me to to, to say that yeah you being a <laughs> well it's it's fair it's fair to think that i might know a little bit like more the, about it but i don't know much more about it i do no, no, it's not, dude. Like to be honest, I don't know shit about Arizona except for girls that go to ASU are easy and yeah, Phoenix. Well, it's Tampa like me asking you what what are things but, like, like in Canada. Uh, no, it, um, yeah, <laughs> probably a little bit more mellow <laughs> with with more grizzly bears. No, dude, like the like the Australia Kiwi difference. I I I have to date back to Mammoth when I was living in Mammoth with all the J one visas that came through Australia and and, and New Zealand. Um, I I definitely have to say I I learned the difference uh, between the two. Like when you hear a fucking Aussie chick say, um, uh, uh, "Huck it in the pooper, <laughs> I'm on the bleed." Um, it it, it kind of makes that fucking Australian accent something that you like. It, it's kind of like like a bad night with Jaeger. <laughs> you never want to drink it again. <laughs> just, just completely. Anyway, well, uh, well, we were, uh, a friend anyway. of ours, a neighbor who came from the UK recently. Um, he we were asking what his thoughts are on Australia versus New Zealand, and he was noticing that you know Aussies they're much more um, they're much more rough uh you know with with statements like that yeah yeah hard. yeah and he very he even hard. said that very hard very well he hard. said that new zealanders no, are much more british <laughs> which uh it's the first time i'd heard that but i guess i can see that maybe they're a little bit more proper a little bit yeah 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 if you watch flight of the concords it's definitely got that uh here you you did uh, yeah. animation in the hobbit and uh me being sorry geek alert i took took a class at uh in, in college uh, in regards to uh language <laughs> of hobbit and, and and tolkien um and yeah like the, the the british and the new zealand accent is a little bit more like uh, <laughs> elvish on the tongue lighter a little bit little bit front of the mouth and then you get to the aussies and dude i, I watched so many surf videos back in high school and college where I <laughs> way out my weed and it's just like yeah just all the aussie interviews are just the same it's just more fucking thick and guttural and now all my aussie friends are signing out but uh, and yeah just to go like but but they're the language of Aussie and just how like, I'm, I'm sorry, they're just fucking filthy people. And I did misquote. It wasn't, it, it, it wasn't hunk it, huck it in the pooper. It was huck yeah. it, um, huck it's it in, in the, the dumper. dumper. I'm on the bleed. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to say the girl's name, but yeah, just hearing that is, it makes you look at Aussie women completely different, like moving forward. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elle McPherson, not like had a shot. But... <laughs> hey, um, I'm going to, I'm going to do a quick pause and go oh, grab man. another beer. Is that cool? All right. Oh, yeah. Give me two minutes. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Um, oh, two minutes. Okay. So for these two minutes, uh, I'd have to say this beer break um, is uh, brought to you by um, Seeds. Are Is your state allowing you to buy Seeds? If not, um, you should know your neighbors. I mean, most people have gardens. I mean, people have wives they don't talk to. Um yeah, other than that, uh, might as well take this opportunity to plug. Um, I do have seven uh, different episodes of this podcast before, now, and after that you could pull up on Anchor and Spotify. So feel free to pull that up. Um, oh, look, I have another sponsor read. Um, this uh, broadcast is brought to you by um, Cannabis. Cannabis. Um, hopefully your state's letting you try it. If not, you probably know a guy. 
Um, and at this point, hopefully you've talked to him. Um, also brought to you by video. I might have lied. I reckon that was less than 60 seconds. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, I was just uh, plugging uh, what was sponsoring this podcast. Oh, sweet. So who's sponsoring it? While you were grabbing your Duff drink. Beer? <laughs> Um, uh, uh, um, at this point, um, sponsored by cannabis, um, and, uh, there was another sponsor before it, um, but because I <laughs> said cannabis, I forgot it, you know, <laughs> short-term memory. <laughs> Feel free to rewind. Um, no, Good on uh, you. I was just riffing something boring, something. Yeah, no, no, as you do, as you do. Well, well, dude, so the, the travel lockdowns, uh, going back to what you were saying, uh, started to happen about March and then you guys hunkered down for five weeks. Did that yeah. Well, I mean, in a big way, it was sort of like, there were sort of stages of the way the reality of it hit us. Um, you know, there was of course Hedge's parents making us realize this is something we need to pay a little more attention to. And then as the rest of the world, you know, Italy and Spain and other places were starting to have cases, we were like, Oh geez, is it just a matter of time before we get one in New Zealand? Cause we still didn't have any cases. And we knew that we have the geographic benefit of, being this island in the middle of nowhere, basically. Um, but we still had travelers coming in. And then it was that moment. I, I don't know exactly when it was. It was probably late March sometime or well, maybe mid-March when the first case hit New Zealand. Um, and then there was this kind of delay of there was no other cases reported. And then maybe a week went by and all of a sudden it was like two cases, three, five, and it just kept going up. And then when the first case actually hit Wellington, because all of those were in Auckland where the, you know, um, the main airport is the international airport. The first case hit Wellington. That's when it, I just remember we were, um, we were out with friends, like kids had gotten some ice cream and everyone's like, oh my God, you see that there's one that just appeared here in Wellington. And that's when every, everyone just sort of froze. Um, and and of all all things, it was an Aussie who came over to visit his uh, his son and brought it to Wellington. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were very angry at that point, but I mean, it was going to get here eventually, anyways. Um, and then it was a matter of maybe I don't know. I'd say like a week and a half, maybe even less. Maybe a week went until um, the prime minister started announcing these levels where we have, she's like, I'm going to come up with a, a, a level system to define where we're at and what to do at that level. So we have level one, level two, level three, and level four. Level one is basically, it's present in um, New Zealand, but it's under control. Level two was, it's, there's, um, there's multiple cases, but there doesn't seem to be much spread happening. So we just need to maintain social distancing, this and that. Level three is where there's obvious spread happening so we need to start working from home doing you know all mass gatherings are closed things like that and then level four is, is the big lockdown that we were in and that's where you literally just have to stay home except for essential services which is just grocery um, governmental stuff and whatnot and there's no uh, even leisure travel allowed you aren't even allowed to go drive a little way to the beach um, if you want to go have a walk on the beach it's got to be um hang on some music just started <laughs> this hang on music uh has I started think... is brought to you by spotify speaking of which you could find seven episodes of 
before, now, and after. I, I think the uh, oh, I think the music was put on downstairs, and it just started playing in my office. Um, but uh, so in the level four lockdown, we um, you know we we couldn't even travel to anywhere. So it's just pretty much all you could do is go out for a walk, um, and you had to keep your distance and and stay within wherever is walkable for you. Uh, there were even police pulling people over and checking to see where they were driving if they saw a car out. Um, and if you were, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. And if you, it wasn't oh, checkpoints as much as just like, shit. if somebody didn't look like they were headed somewhere specific, like a grocery store, um, they would pull you over and, and a mate of mine was just out for a drive just to kind of get some air. And they said, you can't do that. And, um, he, they had to send him home and he was pretty angry about it. He's like, that's how I blow off steam. I just go for a drive around the coast, but just can't do that. And, but it was good once we understood the rules because you really just start to take a great appreciation of, of what's local, like literally within your house and maybe just around it. Um, yeah. And so we just spent the last four, almost five weeks in that level four lockdown um homeschooling i was able to to shift work from home Our, my company was was incredible about getting literally 1500 of us out of the building in a matter of a day because when that when the level four uh lockdown was announced on a monday at about one o'clock they have these daily briefings every day from the prime minister at one we were out of the building most of us or the multiple buildings we have around town by five or six o'clock that day and then we had we had two days to get get our shit together before the level four actually hit hard at like midnight on a Thursday or whatever Wednesday. And um, but by then, most of us had already set up at home working. And I've in my 20 some odd years of doing this, I've never worked from home and never thought I would be seeing what I'm seeing on my screen at home because the the sort of security around yeah. what we do is so high to the point that it's just ridiculous and silly. I mean, we're not curing cancer. We're just making movies and, and every leak that's happened of a movie has probably only helped it if not hurt, yeah. you know, and not hurt it, but yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's not like you're running for the president, but studios, they have a lot that, riding you know, on these things. And I understand. But the other thing is that not, none of us want to lose our jobs. So we're not gonna, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, like, we're not going to yeah. show this off. It's, it's what we like to do. But yeah, so no, then no, we right, were by ahead. Thursday of that week, we were home. Um, all of us school was out and well, school was at home and homeschooling. That's been a, that's been a realization like none other is how difficult it is. Um, so, so many screaming matches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no, 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 new appreciation yeah. for teachers and what they have to go through while, while, while the kids away. No, well, no, no. Going back to when you and I knew each other, fuck man. Like yeah. Ellie and I was, you, can you imagine <laughs> this day and age with a little bit more freedom and, yeah. and free thinking. Kids, Thank God know? though for oh, Apple God. products, because we've gotten a little looser on that sort of stuff with uh, like he and my son and his mates have, started kind of like um facetime chats and you know text chats which we never would have allowed before but it's only at certain hours of the day and uh he has to earn it of course doing doing the right things but then they'll be playing their like roblox games uh on the ipads and so that becomes like the new babysitter for us during a couple hours of the day when we're either getting dinner ready or just having drinks or that 
the drinking tends to happen a lot more when you're in quarantine, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed the the drinking, consuming of cannabis has, uh, I, I don't know, like, I'd have to say the consuming of cannabis has been steady, because yeah. that's kind of been my go-to since high school. Um, I, I, I haven't really noticed my intake really shift much, um, just, just, just because, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just doing what I usually do. Um, and then the, the alcohol for me, strangely, dude, has actually... Oh. Uh, worked its way down since I'm not hitting all the comedy clubs and hitting the mics, which is where I typically did most of my drinking. Um, think like things on the comedy ends, uh, stopped about, uh, uh, well for me, like March 10th, um, was the last mic, mic I did, but like, uh, yeah, I mean the inability to go out and do mics. I guess it's more conscious drinking for you as opposed to just, and, it's there uh, in your hand all the time. Or, Yeah, yeah. Well, like to, to bide your time when you're waiting two, three hours before you do your spot, and yeah. you know, <laughs> might as well have a drink. You're watching everyone else drink. Um, but so, so the drinking, drinking in me is actually uh, has taken a, a, a dip. Uh, the smoking is, I don't know. I, I'd say it's been constant. Is the you know the usual, usual bong hits. But that's dad, research which, for guess, you. That's like me watching movies, right? People. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I definitely I keep abreast with uh, my, uh, Bohemian Brothers Cannabis. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it always doesn't hurt to kind of yeah. keep up and see <laughs> what the other companies are doing, too, just for your own R&D. <laughs> and, and also, I mean, dude, there are so many good companies that definitely do good work that you can't help but tip your hat when you look at a terpene profile or, or just... You are saying things like, okay, I, I do not understand. All um, I know is like when you're, like, skank, skunk, dank... Like that's ah uh, uh, yeah <laughs> you're you're talking strains that are now extinct no I'm just kidding <laughs> no yeah no uh, for me I just equated to like you were talking uh, yeah beers earlier um to microbrews so, like like different microbrews have different flavors like you you know a lager a pilsner a pale ale uh, India pale ale um uh or, or one of those weird <laughs> sour beers that like people drink um yeah uh those are all different types just like different types of alcohol jaeger freaking james you know a whiskey a scot versus a scotch or a vodka a gin um if you look at, at cannabis like that um it's understanding that there are different aspects uh, of strains that could take you in different directions based upon what is really made out of the essence. Uh, uh, the terpenes would be the chemicals. And I'm just babbling. I've had a friend tell me that. <laughs> but it's nice, it's, it's nice that, um, podcast off, so you know, that it can get to a point now where it can be looked at and focused on in that regard, as opposed to something that's just, you know, shoved under the table because it's naughty and illegal. And so now it can, it can have the sort of research and, and respect that it deserves. Yeah, it blo it blows my mind. I mean, uh, here I have to tout my own state, uh, the Silver State of Nevada. Um, the testing and regulation out here has uh, got our industry to a point where I honestly believe um, knowledge of cannabis and our understanding of terpenes, uh, you know, Everywhere from the bud tender all the way, uh, people, the packaging, also the consumer level, um, they're well aware of uh, chasing mm. a terpene profile, which is the true effects of cannabis. Um, that simply people are going like sativa, 
has me awake. Indica puts me in the couch. And then, uh, then people are like, all right, well, I'm going to chase a THC level, um, which, which was a good start. But the more and more that we learned here in Nevada in regards to terpenes, which are uh, the different, uh, like different chemicals in cannabis, uh, which are also evident in other uh, plants like uh, lavender uh, has uh, linalol, um, so does OG Kush. So uh, a lavender bath is relaxing, much like uh, smoking a bong hit of OG Kush, because you're basically taking an intake of linalol. So if you have a strain high in linalol, you'll notice a relaxing sedative uh, approach, kind of like <laughs> a chick with a lavender candle in a bath or something. I can hear uh, the sade I don't want to judge. It's 2020. I, I, I know it. Yeah, <laughs> Sade. Oh no. man, I could not think of <laughs> Seal, <song> maybe. <laughs> but but um, if I heard it, I'm like I probably saw it in the movie. <laughs> but um, well, dude. Uh, so with New Zealand now, yep. now at a point where you guys are, I believe, at a level three and starting to see a a roadmap for the future. I mean, you guys are basically the future not only in time zone but in in a, in a place where things are hopefully being uh uh responsibly lifted uh to, uh, to a point that well we can't help but know that life is going to continue to um some form of pace as things get back to normal i i, I read also read a line in new zealand you guys uh, are lining up yeah that, for fast that's been that's been the big the big thing right now because we we just <laughs> switched over to level three on uh was it tuesday it's it's thursday here now by the way i'm in the future you're in you're on wednesday um <laughs> i can't tell you what are the lot of numbers um <laughs> damn it damn it you, but i'll tell you it's probably on. gonna it's rain tomorrow i'll just say that all much. right well go on um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, somewhere on the planet it's going to rain where someone wants to But that's to been kind of the big facepalm moment of us like doing all this hard work over five weeks of everyone, you know, for the most part, seemed to really be doing their part um, to kind of stop the spread of it, stay away. Um, and then as soon as McDonald's opens up, people just queue up for it and completely disobey social distancing rules whereas level three versus level four where we have just come from and where we are now this level three the way they've defined it feels a lot more like level four light or level four with takeaway um so it literally means like you still should obey all the rules of a lockdown but people who go get a burger are suddenly acting like um they can high five each other and hang out out front and eat it and so there's all these photos of people doing that and it's it's become a big topic here and just the discussion of like are we going to just blow it over a big mac is that is that what's going to happen here and um particularly like all that we've sacrificed like economically and and everything so i'm just hoping that the government kind of steps in and, and actually puts some hardcore regulations on like say for example the the um the venue where they're picking up the burgers, they have to really enforce a certain way to behave. Otherwise they'll get shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I know, I know I was talking to a friend of mine who well, I was talking to him while he was in line for in and out like <laughs> down in California. And I was on the phone with him for like 40 minutes. Cause I guess um, people are lining up for grocery stores, toilet paper, 
Home Depot runs and in and out because fucking in any town USA, basically mini mall yeah. everywhere, every three exits on the highway, you have a fucking in and out. And it's just like, uh, but, but just like the whole uh, drive through only like the, the, the people are, 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 you know, orders are taken. Everybody's wearing a mask. Um, like, you know, that it's i hate to use the term the new normal but it's what people are doing right now and 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 it's what they're doing to make sure everybody stays safe and it's it's uh i'm hoping you know like you get a vaccine or or a cure or or the ability to move forward and we're not all looking like sub-zero and scorpion and reptile oh Yeah, I don't remember. I forgot the smoke one. I was going to say Snake Eyes, but that's Um, G.I. All the Mortal Kombat fucking characters. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Snake Eyes. Well, well, dude, yeah. Pick pick your your favorite masked character. Like, um, (laughs) I don't know. Casey Jones from the Turtles, I guess, was one of my favorite ones. But, but, yeah, because he got April. And I realized that's where. (laughs) You were really. You got me into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not nearly as much as you were into them, but. Well, 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 yeah, dude, like, I mean, this this goes back to earlier talking comics. My first introduction to comic books, Geek Alert, uh, Geek Alert, um, yeah, was uh, the, the Kev, uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Uh, um, yeah. The, yeah. The, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic books were the first comic books I collected. The old black and white ones that had a little bit more of a darker twist to it. Like, honestly, the ones yeah. <laughs> where Leonardo cut off Shredder's head. Like, it, it's like. Like that's where I started with turtles and teenage mutant ninja the, turtles, the, the pizza and ice cream eating cowabunga dude. Yeah, 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 and then uh, eventually the like, vanilla ice, and then uh, uh, Corey Feldman, um, and then that that whole thing. Um, and and I still get a little nostalgia seeing the teenage mutant ninja turtles, but because I mean I'd have to say that you know I mean it brings me back to childhood fuck like like i said yeah before you and i even got into you know filmmaking like it was toys and cartoons and good stuff and this is dude fucking hell man this dude this has been fucking awesome to catch up with you dude like i honestly hope it's same man like every like like decade or so like we definitely need to keep keep up uh and, and, and catch up, uh, you know, a little bit more frequently. You definitely. Well, yeah. Next next time, I'm allowed to come stateside, and if I if I'm able, because we <laughs> when we did that um, Stone Brewery thing, we all were saying we got to do this regularly because it was just it was so great to just basically be forced to catch up. Like you just pretty much, it's like that. If you build it, they will come, sort of thing. And the people that showed yeah. up, everyone walked away. They're like, I did not expect this, but this was so great to just catch up and it's not like a reunion because that's that's actually the reason i did is i i've missed all the reunions both for the fact that i've been out here and also they just kind of they give me they give me the heebie-jeebies a little bit didn't miss (laughs) but i thought to both of them no no to be honest like i went to both of them and i got suckered into the 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 last one sorry this is going to be for anyone who went to sarah Lori harp wrestled me into having the fucking help organize our 20 year like also to date myself a 20 year like i got a phone call from her telling me hey randy could you uh please step in and help me organize this um blah 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 and and i'm not gonna burn everyone else like every single asb agent decided to turn down for not being there or not going and i sat there i had to sit there on my fucking soapbox and go like i did not wait so they'd still call on asb members as if you're part of some like lifelong cult 
It Jesus. starts. With, it starts with the president, a uh, senior class president. I didn't know that that was a lifelong job. The treasurer, the secretary, <laughs> and then it starts going through all the. Yeah, well, like, like I knew that back of my head, but I mean, fuck, my senior year, I didn't, I didn't participate in ASB because like my band was touring and fucking like, I yeah. was, yeah, like it's just on the road and didn't give a shit about high school, but like, uh, but, but. Um, also at the same time back in my head I didn't want to do ASB for that responsibility so when Lori called me from Michigan mm. with this can you help me and you know Lori <laughs> Harp with like her beautiful eyes I'm like even over the phone and even though she's married with her kids I'm just like going like yeah I'll help you and then all of a sudden I'm sitting there organizing probably one of the lowest turnouts of and I guess there was a faction where our, our class uh, split and you had the unofficial um, a reunion and the reunion and it split into two different groups and then of course when those both <laughs> broke up and everyone tried to pull together I was already wasted so at that point I'm like yeah this has just been a weird random connection and like all I guess it, it, it's like I always looked like growing up in high school I would always think that my high school reunion would have been something cool like the Billy Joel fucking uh, video yeah I don't I don't imagine that together, many it are was nothing like that Kevin so you didn't miss anything yeah, no, no, unless like you were in a small town, and Terrasanta is definitely a <laughs> small suburb, but it's uh, I don't know. Fuck, all of us have lives. Dude. Yeah, it's, it's like can't we just pay someone else to organize school. it? I guess <laughs> they need the money to do that. Yeah, I know, and yeah. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Well, dude, fuck, this has been awesome. Um, do you have anything like you you want to plug, dude? Like, I know you were mentioning like your travels, and I know you got like your like the the YouTube series, oh yeah, uh, that, that uh, like the travel series that you've been doing. Um, travel with yeah, Torn, um, like uh, Torn's my son. Is, uh, like traveling with Torn. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. But no, dude, you got a decent following on YouTube. I was checking out yeah. a couple of those videos as well. And, well. Uh, Dude, man, uh, anything you want to plug? Like, uh, so people want to look up. Uh, I know they can't. <laughs> well, I mean, like uh, the, the YouTube thing was there. On, there but, was a plan um, there, and I it but, still but, yeah, is kind yeah. of a plan. Um, we, we since we travel a lot, uh, we thought it'd be kind of neat to start to to document it. So I hit it hard for a year, and um, and it it was sort of getting some traction. But then, you know how life is. Like it, imagine. So I, I set a goal to edit and put up a video almost every week and you know how it is to put together some particularly something that you want to be a little bit proud of um even though i had to kind of put pride aside to do things that quickly um but it just became my entire like it consumed my every moment was working on a video planning the next video and i i suddenly realized that i was ruining travel for myself by making it all about thinking of how to make a video out of it because you'd have to shoot the whole time, blah, blah, blah. And I was still present, but not fully. And then the rest of my time was spent editing. So um, so I kind of have back... Yeah. Storyboarding in your head. Like like as an Ethan who can't help but take photos yeah, yeah. and videos. <laughs> so I've sort of backed awesome off from trying mean. to set any sort of <laughs> requirements for myself. And I, I've got... We have so many other trips that we've been on that I've recorded that I just haven't cut together so i'm just slowly doing it but um but i still would love people to go check it out if, if they want um it's travel with torn on youtube um and yeah we've got i don't know probably 60 or 70 videos up there and they'll, they'll keep coming but they'll come at a slower pace than before um but the the intent of the channel 
and this is kind of goes to like the future of travel in my eyes was we have always had the intention and had set on a calendar in 2022 we're going to take an entire year off from our lives from school from work everything and go travel the world um, and try to live in and see as many places as possible and we wanted to document that and so the channel is still meant to be a place a platform for that to happen but I don't know if 2022 is realistic anymore. Um, and I don't know what is realistic at all anymore with travel. Like that's the whole thing is I've been such a planner and now all of a sudden just <laughs> fucking throw all plans out the window at this point. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, no, like, yeah, you have to sit there and go back to like when you were planning, uh, your wife's 50 yeah. trip to end all so trips. so who and, knows uh, what's gonna happen from there but <laughs> that channel will always be there and we'll be uploading things when we can for whatever travel is and and yeah so that's that um I, you you had sort of mentioned like any sort of last thoughts and f like for me you, you mentioned the reaching out to people like friends old and new and and family and and this has been a great thing to sort of do um to reconnect with you and to sort of just you know just connecting with people right now is an important thing because the i i don't know if this is appropriate to say that as bad of a situation as this you know pandemic is that we never thought we'd be in in our lives at all there are so many amazing things about it um and the just the sheer fact that i can't think of many other situations in our lives and in history where we're all sharing the same experience in some form. Um, and I mean, everyone in the world, like even something like the Olympics and things like that, you're in a bit of a different place in it and not everyone pays attention to it, but this is something that we all are on the same page kind of. Um, and it's a pretty fascinating place to be. And I, I think I appreciate the uniqueness of that experience, um, despite all the hardships that come with it. Um, no, 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 definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, the last two months, just catching up with everybody. I mean, not just on this podcast, but I mean, fuck the endless people I've been catching up like over the telephone. Yeah. I, I value the conversations I've had that seem to be, seem to carry a, a lot more depth than yeah. And well, it sucks to say the usual catch-ups, you know, like it it it, it seems like uh, there, there's definitely so much more weight, especially with what's going on and 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 you know what you hear and see, like knowing that and, and you know be grateful for for your health at the time and the health of those uh, that are close to you and around you. Well, I, th I think it's given us all what, an opportunity. Maybe it's just the stage in our this. lives, but I, I'm hoping the world as a whole to just grow the fuck up a little bit because we're so caught up in all the things so many things the travel the social media the blah blah blah, and to actually be forced to not do that shit anymore i think what is important suddenly boils to the surface very quickly um and i just hope we can carry that with us back into whatever sort of distracted life we get back into um when this is all over but i i, I don't think it'll ever be all over so to speak it's gonna it's going to come with us in one form or another forever. Um, and that'll be interesting to see how that is. Like definitely travel will be changed. And um, I had seen and heard things about handshakes being eradicated. Who knows what will happen there? But um, it's, it's, 
like you said earlier, this is none of us have ever been through anything like this before. So anybody who tries to predict um, doesn't know what they're talking about. Uh, in terms of you know things like statistics of the spread, that's that's science and based on you know stats. But where we will be and what we're going to be doing next week, next month, next year, nobody knows. Yeah, well, well I, I could tell you next week, next month, next. Oh, week, I'll be I'm drinking. Definitely, gonna be I'll be drinking a glass through it all, kind of like I am to you right now across the globe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll definitely be, yeah, definitely be drink, drinking through it all. I mean, if it, it, it's one thing that Homer Simpson taught us, is it, it's definitely that drinking will make, will, yeah, will make life. A um, I, I, I just thought of a great way we could, whether we're ending this now or not, a great way we can end it. If you can remember without a, without any sort of prompting the Duff Beer okay. theme song, we can sing it together. Okay. Uh, are, are you going to count it off and kind of like Lethal Weapon? Is it one, two, three, and then go? Or two, one, three, or then go. One, I think it would be then go because it's hard to go one, right off two, of three into three, a song. Go. So it's got to be, yeah, one, two, three, then go. Yeah, right. Okay, so and then, like and then one, two, key of three, Duff. And then sing. Uh, uh, key yeah. of Duff. Okay, uh, that, that works. I'll make sure I have my drink in hand, even though it's whiskey. All right. Duff. All right. Duff. One, Duff. Two, Duff. Three. Can't Duff. get enough of that Duff. wonderful Duff. Duff. Can't Duff. get enough of that beer. Duff. I just noticed that. Duff. I noticed the delay. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> I, like with the with the delay across the world, like like and and the app like like in an anchor. I mean, it's beautiful that we're able to have that conversation. But I think it's well, no, that was a, that was a great experiment in the exact gonna... amount well, we of delay there is on this. It. So it's pr roughly half a second because you were always half a second behind me, and then I was half a second behind you. <laughs> Dude, I would. I'm, I'm. I'm. Like honestly, I'm gonna definitely listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to just edit it and clip out the little bits and line it up. Hey, oh, that was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to episode eight of Before, Now, and After with Randy Villarba. <laughs> Apologize for that musical outro that Kevin and I did of the Duff commercial from The Simpsons. Uh, kind of highlighted the fact i need to up the production level on this podcast eventually but in the meantime i hope you've been happy with it i know i have uh like to thank kevin se once again for joining me on the podcast dude it's been decades uh a greater part of two decades since i caught up with him and uh one thing that this quarantine stay at home social distancing thing has taught me is yeah catch up with your loved ones catch up with your friends even the ones you haven't caught up with in a while because we all need to make sure we're all okay with each other uh, and okay, getting through all of this, but it was also awesome catching up to find out what was going on in New Zealand. And it, it gives us hope on the other side. Uh, we'll get this beat. We'll, we'll make it through most of us. I like the thing. Yeah, definitely. Most of us. Let's keep this optimistic. Damn it. Not weird. Uh, but for more information on Kevin, definitely follow him on Instagram at underscore Kevin S-T-E-S-T-E-Y underscore. Um, or you could check out his YouTube page, Travel with Torrin, 
or follow on Instagram at Travel with Torin, T O R I N. Uh, of course, uh, we have the before, now, and after podcast pages uh, before, now, and after on Twitter, and before, now, and after pod on Instagram. You can also follow uh, uh, what I'm up to on my page when I eventually get some comedy dates. Uh, my website, randywrites.com, which will be updated. Now we're up to episode eight, but I will get it updated. Uh, but yeah, it has my social on there, at randywrites on Twitter, at randyvillarba on Instagram. This has been before, now, and after. Slancha. Cheers. Stay safe out there.